Hello, and welcome to Dungeon Decks. I am Wade, your DM. To my left, we have... Rhino Horn the Fighter. Mouthy Angel. Zuri the Druid. Dragon Fairy the Barbarian. And Shellshock the Rogue. Alright, well last time, you had made your way up the mountain, fought a manacore, continued up the mountain, found some fruit, and then finally, after almost a week's worth of travel, due to Zuri's... Uh, weakness, I guess is the best way to put it. Her inability, poor rolling. her poor rolling and inability to keep uh, up strength. Finally, made it to the top of the mountain, where you came to a stone castle. A giant stone door blocked your way, and there were riddles engraved on a door. Mm. Through the sheer wisdom of Runahorn, you opened the first one. With a little uh, luck and thought, Shellshock was able to answer the second one. And finally, Zuri, speaking giant, was able to read and open the final one. The doors are slide up into the ceiling. <coughs> and you walk in. And in front of you, you see a 20 foot by 20 foot room. What do you do? you walk in? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So before you, I have before you a map. So you walk in. Does everybody come in? Yes. And yes. then with Mal, Evie's with you? Evie fell. That's fine. Yeah. Alright. The moment you walk in, the door slams shut behind Evie you. Evie can Wa-boom. fight. Wa-boom. Yes, Evie can fight now. So behind you, the stone door slams shut. Boom! With a loud crash. And it's Bam! It is pitch dark in here. For those of you that have dark vision, uh, shell shock, mal. I don't have dark. Vision. Oh, sh- turtles don't have dark vision, do they? No. Sorry. But uh, I have my globe. Rhino horn, uh, mal, and dragon fairy. Y'all have dark vision, so you can kind of you can kind of see in here. Um, and and with dark vision, everything that's in total dark seems like it's dim light. Um, so what do you do? Walk in. I just want to lay down. Uh, Dragon Fairy, Mal, and Runhorn, can y'all tell us what is in the room? Yeah, we don't know. So, um, is there any stairs? Is there like stairs on both like, sides? Is like a saying door the, in the is, middle? I light up my drift globe. Okay, what do you say? Light it up. What's the, what? Do you remember what the magic word was? Shazam! Shazam! The drift globe in in Shellshock's hand lights up, and it creates a twenty foot by twenty foot sphere of light, which so fills the room. The, the room is filled <laughs> with light. So everyone can now clearly see. There, so, so there's no stairs. You do not see any stairs, around, so I'll describe it to you. There is a room. It is a room. Is there beds? There are no beds, but there are couches. Couches. Old, there are couches. Old, and tons of beds. No, they are not sofa beds. Is there a, is there a bunk couch? A double couch? No. Oh, from um, like a movie. From Lego movie. Bubble Lego movie. 
one. He built the he built, double couch. He built the double couch. So, oh, and bubble guppies. It can turn into a bed. Mm. Turn into a bed. But listen, so what you see are these, these, not necessarily like big comfy couches, but more like couches you would see like in a doctor's waiting room. So it's just like, a, this is a sitting room. Sterile sitting room. That's not sterile. No TVs. It's, it's carved into the stone. There are no no. There are no TVs. <laughs> there is though a single Nintendo Switch. No switch. <laughs> no no tablets. No. What about a light switch? No no light switches. Please, Just um, a all, a uh, potted plant. And uh, and then another pot with Does no plant. Does anybody live in here? I yell out, "Come out if you live in here!" And all you hear is that echoing back to you because you're in a twenty-foot like by twenty-foot room. It's all stone. Come stemmed. out if you're here. Wait, how are do there, we out here? How, how do we get out? There are no stairs. Are there any doorways? There are. are. There doorways. There are. So give me. Everyone, give me a perception check. Twenty. A twenty. Eight. Thirteen. Nineteen. Eight. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Fifteen. I got a quick. Um, eight. Dang, create one. I got, I got. A create one. Oh, Mal got a natural two. twenty. I got two. One plus one. Plus. Okay. Four. So she's at a twenty-four. Twenty-four. No, I'm at twenty. Huh? I'm at nineteen. Eight. Eight for a dragon fairy. Fifteen. Fifteen for Zuri. Okay. Two. So. Uh. So. Shellshock and Zuri, you see two wooden doors, one directly ahead of you, and one on the wall to your left. Mal, you see those two doors, but you also see on the right wall a stone door that looks like it's engraved into the wall. Do you tell so, us? So, it looks like it. It looks like it's a part of the wall, but you can make out a little bit of the uh, arch, the kind of the cutout that would make it swing open. So, do you want to go through it? Are there handles on the door? Okay, tell it. Are you going to tell us? Yeah. About what? She's going to tell everybody about the door. About the stone door? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The others that she pointed out to, uh, you still, I mean, the others. When she points that to you, y'all can't really make it out. Uh, but uh, Rhino Horn, you can see it pretty clear. You can cl- see it as clearly as she did. I rolled out too. I rolled out too. Right, but she pointed out to you. And with your being a mountain born, with be, being a Goliath, the mountains and the stones in the mountains are second nature to you. So you can kind of you can see how it it's made to look like stone. But because you're familiar enough with natural stone, you can kind you can about, make out enough of the but, break to see that it is a separate. But thing. dragon fairy is a stone uh, rock gnome. She is a rock gnome, but she's not mountain born. She's not a part of the mountains. Hazel. Yes, yes. Um. Okay, so you know that now. If you're standing, if you come in the entryway, you've got a wooden door in front of you. You've got a wooden door to your left and a. Somewhat hidden stone door to your right. Well, so there's hidden doors on the left and right. No, no, it's more on the. There's the one on the right. There's I think we should go doors. in the stone door. It's like in Nintendo. You don't do the obvious doors. You got to find the secret doors. So I say we go through the stone door. 
Yeah. Yeah, but, but why don't we just all go through all of them? Why don't nothing is in the stone door? Then we can go back to the other ones. Yeah. I raised two doors. I just started sprinting. I just sprinted to the door. Alright, so you sprint up to the door. Yeah. And you try to push it open? Yes. I just tried to push it open in it. Let's try to like grab it, like slope on the wheel. Or lift it. Give me an athletics check. Oh, mine's plus five. Just random one? Just random one. 25! Wow, with a natural 20. Okay. Plus five. You're so athletic, right? All right. Wow. So he he Let's gets in there. Smell. He gets his finger fingers into the groove, and you start to lift it up, and you have the strength building in you, and you engage all your muscles through from your legs through your back to your chest and to your arms, and you push it up. Ugh. And as you're holding it up, you hear this shaking, like an earthquake. And it starts, you hear this rumbling, you hear this giant voice that says, You are not ready for this. And you feel this, this you hear this loud thunder. And you feel this mighty wind rush. And it pushes you back, Rhino Horn, and the door slams shut again. What does it mean? Dang, I really want to <laughs> just do it again, hold the door up, and then do my giant mind to just... And just roll back. So, do we need to go through one of the other doors first? Should we start with the one on the far left, and then make our way around to the stone door? Yeah. Because maybe there's something we need from the first door. Yeah, let's try the middle. No, let's try no, the first. The left one. Okay, let's try the left first. The first one on All the right. left. So you look at the left door. It's a wooden door on the left. Um, and you, on the door itself, is a little image of a hammer and a fire. The door's hammer? Well. I have a war hammer that has a. Um, did I put my fire carving, uh, the fire carving on my war hammer or hand axe? Or the light? Well, you haven't, you haven't gotten that yet. You haven't gotten your your engravings, your uh, rune magic yet. Do so, so do you open the door? Yeah. 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 Have a guy open the door. Oh, does the driftwood follow me? Yeah. You right now. You're, it's like you're, Baby Yoda in the. It's like Baby Yoda in the. If you use another, if you use mm-hmm. another command word to make it hover, it'll hover and follow you. Okay. Sure. Bam. What? Why are you looking I'm just, at me? I'm telling you that you yeah. do whatever you want. Right now, you're just holding it. Okay, so you open the door. When you open it, you can feel a sense of heat, like fire, like you're walking into a giant forge or something. And you can hear metal on metal. Dink, dink, dink. And as your door opens... The man of steel. Well, you almost. You open up the door, and in front of you is a massive cavern. And it goes for several hundred feet before you. And there are columns every, let's say, 20 feet or so. Just these large columns. Probably twice as wide as Rhino Horn. So you're talking maybe like 10, let's say 10 feet wide. These columns just boom. Every 20 feet, boom, boom. And at the base of each one, you can see a fire burning inside of it. Any, anything in and the fire? At the fire, 
you see an individual at each one of these. A stone? It, hmm? Stone? A stone what? Person? You would think that in some of these. But then as you look closer, you see one moving. Tink. Daddy, Tink. Do, I, um, do I take any damage when I fly backwards for the other one? No, there wasn't. There wasn't no damage? Enough, it yeah, it didn't push you back far enough to do any damage. And then you see down on the one next to it, on the other side, another figure. Tink. And then the columns down the way, 20 feet down, another set of figures. Oh, the metal's probably making fire. It's probably you like would imagine, those of you familiar with metalwork, that these might be smiths or forge workers. Have I been in the mountain so long that I know that that the forge? Did I already really pay you know, gold to the guy that was making my helmet? Yeah, remember you already paid for it. So I have to do it now. Oh, you may want to go back to some point. But, so, um, y'all open the thing there with the door open. You've got, you, what you picture now is a bunch of forge, forges, different forges at the base of these massive columns. You might think that these could be giant open chimneys too that allow the smoke to rise into the, into the mountain, not necessarily, or out of the mountain not necessarily filling up this room with smoke. I go to one of the individuals and tap him on the shoulder. Oh, wait, no! No, well, you, shell you, shock! You start to walk up to one and you realize these individuals are probably 16 feet, 18 feet, 20 feet tall. So you come up to... Feel like a giant? How tall is Rhino Horn again? 8 feet. He's 8 feet tall. Wow. So these individuals are twice as tall as Rhino Horn. Huh. Found another one stuck on top of me. Okay, so how how tall would I be if Hillshock was carrying me? Okay, Rhino Horn is carrying if me. If he was carrying you, if you got on his shoulders, y'all would probably be about 13 feet. Still shorter. No. But maybe tall enough that they kind of see you more eye level? You come up to the, about their knee right now. Okay, maybe you should get on his shoulders. Um. Well, if, uh, he's holding me on his shoulders, and uh, um, I've been carrying on my shoulders. Would that be a problem? Mm, do like little rascals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anna was on my shoulders. No, no. So, <laughs> so, so Dragon Fairy on Shell Shock shoulders and Shell Shock on Rhino Horn shoulders. Yes. And that way you come up to eye level with one. Yeah. Of these. <laughs> and then me and Mal are just gonna be behind y'all, waiting to catch Dragon Fairy if she falls. Okay. So what do we see? Alright, or you see the same thing. Are you walking up to them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then what? Tapping them on the shoulder? Yeah, yeah. Look, I've killed Abby. On the feet, killed the body, and I've been the head. head. And Hannah? Lionheart on the leg, Shell Shock is the body, and Dragon Fairy is the head. Okay. <laughs> so you tap him on the shoulder, and he, he stops what he's doing. Wait. Dragon Fairy taps him or Shell Shock taps him? Well, Shell Shock. Shell Shock, okay. Yeah, Shell Shock. Is he the body? <laughs> he sets down his hammer. He stands up and you go, Well, he's a little bit taller than you and you thought. He was kind of hunched over, working. He turns around and he looks. He looks kind of startled at first because he was thinking he was still going to turn to look at somebody. Never realized he didn't look at three somebodies. <laughs> and he, he says he's a very deep voice. It was, Hello. And he 
Is, does he have wings? No, no wings, but he looks at, he looks down at Rhinohorn. He goes, hello, little cousin. And Rhinohorn, you, you recognize this to be a stone giant. Oh, if, what if I do a giant might? Will I be the same size as him? Why the other one? Like if I use well, my giant. Yeah, hold on, two questions, two different questions. Why are they cousins? Because Goliath are giant kin. They're not necessarily giants. But they're they're uh, so like Goliaths they're are, from the giant race. Goliaths are mini like they're miniature mini like miniature giants. Kind. Would it be Smaller in the giant. level of five? The Tron ring. Mm-hmm. Um. So are you and Josh Minor uh, when you're saying are you gonna use your giant might? Um. Yeah. Okay. So you focus for a minute. And you enact your ability, Giant's Might, and you grow to be 16 feet tall. So you're still not quite as tall as this trip, but almost exactly his same height. Then while Shellshock and Dragon Fairy, you're now on your, up in like 20 feet in the air. Like Dragon, Fairy, Dragon Fairy now is over 20 feet in the Are air. Are you scared of heights, Dragon Fairy? I'm not. Yes. You are? Yeah. Oh, you're about to be really afraid. You're way up in the sky now. You're like 20 something feet in the air. <laughs> riding on Shellshock's back, who is now <laughs> on a giant. giant. Okay. So do you, so you, he Fast. says hello to you, cousin. He says hello, cousin, to you. And I just do this too. You give him the finger guns? Yeah. Snap and finger like guns. Bond style or And he says Welcome to the King's Castle. Nice shades, dude. Thank you. He says, We have been waiting for you. For thousands of years. Not for thousands of years, but for a few days. Almost a week. A few days? How long have you been here? How long have you been here? We live here. Is there any food? What did you do? Yes, there is plenty of food. And he points over to one of the walls. You see... There is a stone jug. There is so a, everything a is just giant stone. Bowl. This whole thing, everything in here is just. It's a stone table with a stone jug with a stone bowl full of fruit, breads, and cheeses. Is the food made of stone? The food is not made out of stone. Ask them how they knew we were coming. And how did you know that we're coming? Well, he I can hear you. Oh. He's not speaking giant. Right? He's speaking common. How did you know that we were coming? But even if you speak, Zuri, remember, you speak giant. How did you know that we were coming? Are you speaking it in giant? Yeah. Okay. He respond. He gives us. He gives a small smile, and he responds because you're almost like Dory in Finding Nemo when she's speaking to whales. Oh, did you know yeah. that we were coming? Um, so he goes. Our he says our king told us. You were coming, and we should prepare. How did he know that we're coming? Well, he is the king of the mountain. He it knows is. all within his kingdom. So am I, am I, I something, um, out of character, am I something like the, kind of like a prince of the um, mountain, like, something like the prince of the mountain? No, you're not royalty. <laughs> Yay. Are there anybody else here? Yeah, there are a lot of other people here. Like, I, every column that you see, there is some sort of how, giant how working. How like stone giants? Like us. No, there are no other visitors. Stone giants? 
You don't know. I just go over to the food. You go over to the food. He goes, help yourself. But before you go over there, I must tell you, you have a special ability. We would like to teach you how to engrave magic runes for the use of uh, attacks and defenses. Oh, so if I, our character, if I like you put a fire symbol on my warhammer, can my warhammer go on fire? Or if you wish to learn the fire rune, you must seek out the fire giant. Well, let's see. What about uh, out of character? Three columns that way. He points. He points down the down the room, and there's a, another column where the fire seems so a little bit bigger. So it would be you like safe of me. Yeah, he can hear you. He, I mean, he's standing right next to y'all. Um, out of character. What if I place the lightning one on my hand axe? Can my um my hand axe hurt? How oh, can he get lightning? a lightning one? Uh, well, it's in character. He says. If you wish to learn the storm room, speak to the storm giant at the very end of this of this hall. Are they friendly? We are all servants of the king. So friend, all friendly. If you are a friend to the king, you are a friend of us. We are a friend of the king. No, no, we're not. Yes, we, we're the friend of the king. We're friendly. Yeah. We're, we're seeking out the king, so we come on friendly terms. Yeah. We're not coming for war. We're not coming no. to steal. We're coming on friendly terms, so I would say friends of the king, yes. Friends of the king. Okay. Friends of the okay. king. <laughs> friends of the king. Like king. So, but then he turns... To Shellshock, who is well, I guess he doesn't turn to Shellshock. He looks up now to Shellshock, who is a little bit above his eye line. He says, "We have a special, a special blessing for you, <gasps> Turtlekin." <gasps> Turtlekin. Turtlekin. Am I still the giant? Do I am I still the? About this time now, after asking the questions, you sh- now you shrink back down to your regular size. Um, he says. The king has given us instruction to grant you a blessing. And then in uh, a language that you don't understand, he says something. And from... Huh? Giant? No. Not giant. A flame... Poppy has the giant. Flickers out of his fire that he's working at. Flickers up into the air. It's like a small flame rises up in the air and then it comes and it hovers over Shellshock's head and it sits there kind of waiting for a minute shedding its light on you and then it hovers down and it settles on you and then absorbs into your body flame boy and then he speaks to you in that same language but now you understand it however nobody else here knows what he's saying in in he's speaking a language to I think shell I know, shock. I know that, what language it is. And the way for you when you hear it, it give for those that don't understand it, it gives you the sense of the night sky. Maybe you feel like 
you feel when you are looking into the night sky and it's clear and you kind of see the Milky Way or a shooting star? I know what it is. Can we, now can, can we I st- tell him what language it is? Yeah, yeah once the, he's done speaking to you, he says, you will need this in your later adventures. Um, can we start adventuring to the fire giant? <laughs> then <laughs> Hold on, this is Shell Shock's moment. Let Shell Shock have his moment. And then it's going to be giant for you. Ah. And then it's going to be my moment. I see, sorry, dragon fairy. Sorry, Barbie. Sorry, it's my turn next. To, uh, he turns to Mal and says, Little Ranger, your loyalty and your devotion to your friend Evie has empowered her. She will be with you to the end. And then he bends down way, way down, right? Because he's way, way taller. But he bends all the way down to Evie, pets her head, scratches her behind the neck, and then as you're watching him do that, and he stands up, you look back down, and Evie is now doubled in size. What? (laughs) Jumbo Evie! (laughs) So So what would be the size of Evie right now, roughly? Baby panther size, regular is, panther size. She's now a full panther. <gasps> oh, what? Yay! What? Can I tell him the language? Evie's as big as a panther. He's bigger than Abby. No, yes. I'm gi- I'm a giant. Bigger than Dragonfairy. Bigger than a giant. Is, is Evie taller than Dragonfairy? Uh, yes. So there. Are, I mean, from the top. Will uh, Evie eat? Dragon <laughs> no. no, not unless Dragon Prey continues to pester her. <laughs> so, um, he goes, In as you travel through the castle, be on your guard. You will be tested to prove that you are worthy of being in the king's court. So the white door that we want to open was the king's court. Very good, Rhino Horn. What's the court? The court is where the king sits. That's where, when the king is on his throne. Is he a, a giant? When he sits on his throne, the king has a giant court. Like, it's called a court, but it's a giant room where his advisors may sit, where his family or his visitors may sit, or where people come to ask him questions or ask him for help. Can Flash Giant spe- speak Aquan? No. But he know water giant. Okay, so now that he's ta- he's done talking to Mal, what was the blessing that he gave Shellshock? Was that a, an ability to hear a new language? Yes. And okay. speak. Yeah. Now, what was he telling Rhino Horn that he should do? He should go talk to. He pointed him in, in the direction of fire giant and storm giant to carve my to carve my carvings on my. Okay. Yes. So do we want to go do that while yes. we're in here? Okay. Okay. So you go down and about sixty feet away or so, a couple columns down, you'll see you see this one forge area under this so column. The fire was actually like a fire like a fire giant. No. Well, the first guy you met was a stone giant. And this next one, he pointed to you there was a um, 
a giant fire, or the fire that this one, this giant was working at was much bigger. You assume that's the fire giant. As you get closer, you realize it is a fire giant. And Duke he's, Nolta? Huh? Duke Nolta? No. He is, uh, you can tell that he's got like flame almost like for hair, and he's working, and when he hits something, the fire kind of strength, it, it like kind of grows a little bit after every hit, and it goes back down, and as he hits it, so every time he goes, ching, ching, the fire goes. Is his hair like Hades? His hair is kind of like Hades. That's a good question. But it's uh, red fire? not blue. It's red fire. Yeah. So do you approach him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, yeah. Well, when he turns to look at you, he's a little scarier looking. He looks a little meaner. But he, his voice is a little, a little smokier. He goes, hello, little cousin. I hear you're looking to learn something. Again? Uh-huh. To carve the fire rune on my warhammer. Ah, yes, a good choice. Here, let me show you. I pull out my warhammer and stick it out to him. Well, he goes, I cannot do this for you. You must do it yourself. And he hands you... From his from his waist pocket here, he pulls out a leather satch, like a leather uh, pouch, basically wrapped with a cord. Hands it to you. Thank you very much. What do you do with it? How can I use this? What? Are, why are you giving me this? Open it. How? How? It's just a leather pouch with a with a with a leather cord wrapped around it. So if you undo the cord, it rolls open, and inside is a set of smith's tools. He says, this is what you will need to learn to carve runes. What's he going to learn to carve? Well, he's going to tell him. He's going to teach him. But he goes, do what I do, and I will teach you. So uh, he turns over, and he pulls out this massive sword. Probably... Taller than you, right could on it, could Ten it, feet long. Could it cut so dragon fairy in a half? It could cut <laughs> dragon fairy into a thousand little pieces. Oh my god! I'm a baby. It's not going to. <laughs> so he goes. He he turns around and he's going to end up teaching you the fire rune. But give me a uh, give me a history check with advantage as he's teaching you. So, like what? Just horn. Just a history check. With advantage. 16. Okay, well... 16. Uh, 16. Okay, roll again. Oh. And zeros. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now roll a d4. I want to see how long this is going to take. A d... Wait, 4. So we got a history check. Go to 11. I mean, I'm sorry, 16. Um, zero and zero. No, 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 no. You just rolled a one, right? Right? Oh, one. Okay, so... Okay, so about... No, it only actually doesn't take you that long. So, you roll, because you rolled a 16, it takes you about 20 minutes. Everybody say that, and so for 20 minutes, he's teaching you about this fire room. And I'm just sitting, standing there with a plate of food. Right. So he shows you how to inscribe it, with which tools to inscribe it with, 
um, on the face of your Warhammer where you should best put it. Um, and he teaches you the necessary uh, words that you'll need to uh, invoke it Moshigata. and how to. And he goes, use this to uh, ensnare your enemies and uh, give you an advantage uh, while fighting. No. And so that's, and then he, he's done teaching you that. So it's the word, is it done? The fire, the fire room, you have been taught the fire room. Okay. How much can I use it? You can use it once, uh, I think you can use it twice a day. Can he speak, can he speak the language that the, um, the stone giant taught me? Who? You haven't even told me. The fire giant. You tell me. You haven't done anything. Oh, I say thank you in the language. He turns and he looks at you kind of with a sly eye. He goes, in the same language, he says, you're welcome. And I say, shelter, food me. What? Food me. And I throw my plate at you. And while y'all just, everyone's kind of just standing there, he kind of looks back around and goes, do you need anything else? Um, that would be all. So do we, do we need to go to the other giant that you were supposed to see? Yeah. Okay. How far away is the storm giant? You, are you saying that to the fire giant? Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. He goes, he is down at the end. And he points down to the end of the hall. And it's about 100 feet away. Ask him. I just, don't, I just went off. Ask him if there's any other ruins he needs. Um, you need to learn. Is there any other room that is? Well, no, what are you doing? I start sprinting off. Okay. Uh, you run down to the very end? I ask him. Yeah, I ask him. And you get down to the end, and you see a giant bigger than anything you've seen so far. Bigger than any other giants in this room. I just take room. him off my shoulders. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm assuming you've been off. No, we never mentioned it, so he could still be on here. I'm going to take So you get down there. Now you get down to the end here, and this one's kind of by himself on his own his own column at the end. And this giant is bigger than any other giants you've seen so far. And as he's working in his forge, you don't see a big blazing blue uh, red fire. You see a, almost like a white. smoky blue fire. So every kind time, of like Hades. Almost like Hades. But every time... He doesn't have fire for hair, though. I'm talking about the fire that he's working at. Every time yeah. he hits down on what he's working on, you see a crackle of electricity. Every time he hits. Okay. So. Um, but I'm assuming you approach him? Yeah. Okay. So you approach. And Hello. And then going to say? He goes, Welcome. Traveler, I assume you're here to learn from me. Yeah. And then, are you lonely? Am I lonely? <laughs> no, I am where I should be. I am where I belong. Do you have family? Do you like it over here? I do have family, and I do like it here. How many kids do you have? 
I have one child. What's his name? His name is Johan. Johan. Is he a Bohan? No, I don't say that. Is he so, a bro? Radohan, what are you asking this giant? Can you help me um carve the chicken? <laughs> carve the storm room on my hand axe. I can help you carve the storm room, but I would recommend you carving it on your shield. Ooh. Yeah, do that. Okay, I pull out my shield. And he goes, do you have the tools needed? Yes, the fire giant gave me the tool. Okay, very good. He goes, I will teach you how. And he does the same thing. He Actually, this time, though, he pulls out a, a shield that he's working on. But this shield is bigger than all of you standing next to each other, arms stretched out. This is probably, because remember, this giant is bigger than anything you've ever seen. So you're talking Maybe about, the king is bigger than him. This giant is probably 22, 24 feet tall. His hands, his hands could keep pick you all up at once, like as if you were jacks in the game. Like this, like just jacks. like this, just holding. Almost like this. not not just holding you in the palm of his hand, but he can at least grab you all. But the shield he's working on is probably 14 feet long, around. Do we talk? Like, when we talk to him, do we talk like little mouses? To him, he might, to him, you might sound like a little mouse, yes. Because you're so small to him. And he goes to the same routine. So give me a... Oh, can I ask, um, is the king bigger than you? Is the king over here bigger than yes, you? Yes, our king is bigger than us, but he is smaller still compared to whom he serves. Ooh. So, so his servants are who? bigger than him? No. No. He's bigger then, than them or us, and but he's smaller than the one that he serves. I know who he serves. The king. King serves the king. Oh, so he's smaller than the king. He, he serves the king, uh, and he's smaller. The king of. Wow. Now, it's not God. Guess we'll have to find out. No. So, what are you doing? Are you ready to learn? Yeah. Okay, give me another history check. Is it D20? With it, with, yeah, with advantage. 20. 18 and eight. 9. 18 and 9. 18, very That's good. Eight. 18 and 7. 18 and 7. Okay, now, now roll me another D4. You just need to roll once. Okay, so this time, this one doesn't, so now that you've already done it once, you kind of get the idea. He tells you the basic form of the of the rune itself, and it's pretty simple, right? So he's carving it, and as he teaches you to carve it, and you start striking it down on your shield, you see the same kind of little lightning crackles come off of your tools and into your shield. Ka-ching, ka-ching. So, like, if someone, like, hits me, um, electric fire, like, if I pull my shield out and someone hits me on the shield, their weapon gets electric, they get electrified. No, that's not what the storm, that's not what the storm rune does. What does it do? You'll have to uh, use it and learn how to okay. invoke it. Um, 
Is it same as Fire Room? I can only do the Joshua. Per, uh-huh. per day. Hey, Joshua, ask if there's any more runes you need. Is there any more runes I can learn? You can learn many runes, but for now, this is all you can learn. Do you think Josh could carve a rune on my weapon? No. no. That would be for him to decide. No. Not right now. Not right now. And say last year? What? Do we need to end up leaving this room and going to the next room? Are you asking that out loud? or? Yeah, I'm asking out loud. Okay. So he he bends down. His head is, to you, the size of a large tree. Like a full bl- like blooming tree. Like oak tree. Just his head is massive. Not a red tree? But one of red pine. No, no. Is it, like a, is it like a storm tree? You hear a storm. Guy. No, I'm saying like as wide as a big tree is, that's how big his head is, yeah. right? And he bends down. His head. And he, he says, your path lies this way. And he points down this very dark hall that is much smaller than a giant could fit through. Mm-hmm. So clearly they don't go this way. It's very dark. And he says, this is your final test. Do you know what's in there? It is for you to find out. I I I drop my glyph. I toss my glyph um drift globe up and say Rincala, and it floats. And it floats. Okay, so now it's falling. So it's up in the air now, and it's following you. Okay. Rincala is safe. So what do you do? I'm walking into that passage. I'm going into the passage. Okay. Geek, geek, geek. You geek. <laughs> so you walk through this passage, and you can you remember what the giant told you. The first giant told you that you would be tested once more to see if you're worthy. The other giant told you this would be your final test. And as those words echo in your mind, like the dripping water echoes in this tunnel, you hear a door, the stone slam shut behind you. And the walls beside you are really tight, but as you keep walking, it opens up. Um, what do we see? Well, with your drift globe, you just see what's in front of you. Um, I an s- empty, an empty stone chamber. Oh, um, <gasps> it's a trap! I send it out a couple of feet, like ten. What do I see? It's an empty stone chamber. I move it to the side. Empty stone chamber all around. Okay, then I walk a hundred feet. What does stone say? Hmm? So there's no doors? No, no, nothing. But as you're standing here just kind of looking around, you see an entryway in front of you about another in. 40, another like walk in 40 it. feet. <laughs> and then the door slams shut before you get there. <laughs> and then the ceiling begins moving back. So what do we see? Well, now you see just sky. And then you see the sun in the sky. And as you're looking around, on the floor, you see three shadows. One, two, and three. The shadows of two men and a woman. Two men and a woman. And you think you hear singing, beautiful, beautiful singing in the air. Joshua. And you look up and you see the figures with wings coming down. And you hear this beautiful song. Harpy. And then you hear a deadly screeching. 
And then you see what looks like a bird and a deer combined. Harrington. And that's where we're going to end it. 